Make sure your underwear is tight tomorrow because you will have a boner. Where is he? I didn't wear my tight underwear for the boner speech. Just relax, honey. He's getting ready. That's for the underwear. I think it was just an expression. Look, I may be old-fashioned, but the man says, wear your boner pants. I wear my boner pants. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my dynasty passion to the next level and i'll tell you what well let's just say there's writer downers for days in the patreon the member you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show you also get access to memphis and jerry for one-on-one advice personal dynasty dilemmas they'll tackle them for you help you out with it you just don't get that anywhere else but i'd say my favorite part about the patreon is the uh the group chat Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up. And you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday and welcome to the bonus edition of the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty podcast. On today's show, we are going to be wrapping up our free agency talk and the AFC. We'll do a little uh, little bit of buy and sell at the end of this particular show. I want to thank you guys for all the downloads and everything going on through free agency. Uh, Starting next week. We are done with veterans. Now, barring uh, a major trade, we won't be talking a whole lot about the the best of what's left of free agency, whether that's Zeke Elliott or Kareem Hunt or Marvin Jones or really any of these guys. Because these guys right now, the closer they get to signing at or after the NFL draft, the less likely they are to make an impact on your dynasty roster. And also, they're less likely to make an impact on the players on your dynasty roster. So this will be the last show that we dedicate to veteran players. It'll be all rookies all the time for probably the next six weeks. Uh, I have an amazing guest book for Monday night. Uh, Don't want to spoil that. I think it's bad luck to announce the guest because if something happens, then I may have to book a different guest or or. Uh, I may disappoint you, so I don't want to do that, but know that I do have a guest booked. He is a returning guest, and he is one of my personal favorite league mates that I've ever battled in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football. So, next thing, uh, going to be some big stuff coming here from the DWZ. Not ready to spill the beans just yet, but just know I am am cooking. Uh, Let Russ cook. In this case, we're going to let Memphis cook. Um, outside of that, uh, how can you help the show? Pretty simple stuff. Please subscribe on YouTube. I was having a camera issue with this particular episode and it was late at night, so I didn't really take the time to fix the camera issue. I just went live for a recording. So here we go. But you guys know we're dropping anywhere from two to four shows a week on YouTube and they come out sporadically. The podcast pretty much Monday Rookie Rundown. Wednesday Dynasty War Zone, Thursday Dynasty War Games, and then the occasional bonus on 
Friday. But all of these shows tend to record at various times throughout the week. So if you like podcasts early or there are just certain days like on mine, I'll be honest, Thursday for me, I always listen to the war games because my podcast queue, pretty empty. So if there are days like that for you, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can actually like watch slash listen uh, under live videos on YouTube. Just search Dynasty Warzone. Or if you're a podcast consumer, thank you for listening. Um, that's my that's my personal way I listen to podcasts, to be honest. But if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple right now, right now, unless you're driving, leave us uh, a rating and a review. Feedback is a gift, as I've been told. And we would love to hit 300. We're like 260-ish between the two platforms combined. And I'd love to be at a, uh, a 300 going into the season. Um, but again, a lot of big stuff, a lot of big collaborations. I'm not ready to spill the beans, but stay tuned. You're going to want to be on this ride with us because we're going to rock your rookie season. But that being said, let us jump into the free agents. I am ready to put these guys behind us. I think the AFC was a little bit better than the NFC. Uh, I, I think we got some some better players. And I, I'm like I said, I, I'm pretty fired up. I, I like a lot of these guys. Um, some teams didn't do anything. But I real quick, I just want to go real quick. I want to talk about Foster Moreau. Uh, on the, the last show, the one that I dropped on Wednesday for the regular Dynasty Warzone, I was like, go get Foster Moreau. And I was right, but I was wrong. But I'm glad I was wrong. And I'm glad we're going to get this situation right. So Foster Moreau was in the middle of taking a team physical for the New Orleans Saints. And during that physical, which means if you're taking the physical and you pass the physical, the next logical step is usually Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or Tom Pelissero are, are tweeting out that Foster Moreau signed X deal with the New Orleans Saints. But in this case, those same gentlemen tweeted out that Foster Moreau is battling Hodgkin's lymphoma. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's it's a form of cancer. Uh, he is going to be out of football for the foreseeable future. But I've always been a big Foster Moreau guy. Um, he's not necessarily hit the heights as a dynasty prospect, but I've always liked him as a player. And I, I thought this was finally going to be his chance to shine in a starring role in New Orleans, even if it was going to usurp my boy, uh, Adam Troutman. But uh, just want to send out thoughts and prayers to Foster Moreau and his family, and then quasi apologize, gang. When I when I said buy him on last week's sh- or last I guess Wednesday's show, and I said buy him on air, I, I super apologize. Uh, I didn't know this, but uh, sometimes circumstances beyond your control, my control, are uh, are, are things that come up in Dynasty. So. Uh, thoughts and prayers with Th- Foster Moreau. I hope he kicks this thing's ass and gets back to playing uh, NFL football in 2024. So I'm going to jump in real quick. I'm going to go around the horn on uh, each team alphabetically, just like last time. And uh, we'll, we'll see what people did. Uh, and I'll point little things out along the way. Try to keep this one a touch shorter than the last one. So uh, first team, Baltimore Ravens, and my notes literally says, not fuck all. As it relates to the offensive side of the ball, a team pretty uh, pretty lacking at the wide receiver position. It really feels like Rashad Bateman, 
who through two years has had a couple of sparks, but not really a flash, but a guy a lot of people like. You know, there's him, there's Mark Andrews, there's J.K. Dobbins, and there's not a lot. But I got news for you. When when you know, as of today, you have to pay your quarterback, I believe it's $32 million on the franchise tag because you don't get that cap relief that the Giants got with a Daniel Jones. You know, they're paying the majority of his big money next year. They were able to lower his salary cap number for this year, and you've seen the Giants, for that reason, be very active in free agency. Baltimore has not had this luxury. We could put all of the blame for this situation on the on the front office but you know as they say it takes two to tango and and for that reason with Lamar and the Ravens not coming to a long-term deal the uh the Ravens have been stuck mostly in neutral uh on the on the offensive side of free agency uh the next team Buffalo Bills you know not great signings but signings they brought, they brought in Deontay Harding from the New Orleans Saints. More of a return guy, but a speed guy, uh, a fast guy. And if he can stay healthy, maybe he helps. Uh, Trent Sherfield, a wide receiver formerly of the, the Miami Dolphins. This could be a uh, this could be a guy that that maybe is, hey dude, just bring your playbook. Um, but but I don't know. Um I don't hate it. Uh, They lost Devin Singletary, but they brought in Damian Harris. So I think we all know I am a big Damian Harris guy. Uh, Always have been. I I think he's a pretty good football player. And I think big big thing with him is just staying healthy, which he has not been able to do throughout the the majority of his career. Last year, he played in 11 games, listed as the, the starter in nine of those games in spite of the success that Ramondre Stevenson was having in this offense. So Damian Harris, clearly talented. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm not selling my Damian Harris stock, but I'm also not actively going out and looking to secure more. Uh, Still a talented RB class in the upcoming draft. So Buffalo may not be done. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals really kind of like Baltimore, really hasn't done much on the offensive side of the ball. They did sign uh, free agent tackle Orlando Brown to bolster the offensive line, which intrinsically helps Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow and the wide receivers. But at the same time, not really much else is is going on with the offensive side of the ball. We'll see what they do in the draft. They do have to bring in some running back help to support Joe Mixon, unless they're going to elevate Chris Evans to that RB2 spot. But clearly, clearly an option. Now, Cleveland was going to be another team in the AFC North. You're going to, you're going to hear a common theme throughout the AFC North. Um, not a lot of moves made until the day before yesterday, as I record this on Thursday, the Cleveland Browns traded for Elijah Moore And when I tweeted earlier in the week that all this lack of movement was good for Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, I got that, guess what? Not so fast, my friend. The the, the patented Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. I I absolutely love this for Elijah Moore. Uh, Second round NFL draft capital. Uh, Cleveland gave up a second and got more and a third back. So 
for me, I think it was win-win. They had to get this dude out of town. And Amari Cooper, if memory serves, is on the last year of his contract. He's pretty expensive. You know that Cleveland needs cheaper options for a while because the the cap hit number on that guaranteed contract of Deshaun Watson, I think it starts hitting like 62, 64 million starting next year. It's pretty ridiculous. But I love this move for Elijah Moore. I don't know what he's going for. I saw some polls on Twitter, a 2024 first or Elijah Moore. I'm telling you, I love this for Elijah Moore, and I love this for Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean, now, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones kicks into that field stretcher role. You have Amari Cooper, the, uh, the, the, the lead wide receiver, and then you add a guy like Elijah Moore. And don't forget, David Njoku was coming on strong after he came back from injury last year. I think this spells a lot of good things for the passing game. I think Cleveland feels like they have to keep up with Cincinnati. And if Lamar comes back to Baltimore, they have to keep up with him as well. Uh, I think Cleveland's offense in general was winners across the board. Uh, From a dynasty standpoint, I'm not looking to acquire everybody, but I am looking to acquire everybody but Armari Cooper. And I'm more than happy to get Amari Cooper if I'm a legit contender and need some wide receiver depth. The Denver Broncos, uh, they brought in Samaj P. Ryan, which if you're a Javante Williams truther like myself, this is good news. Um, Samaj P. Ryan, uh, Latavius Murray, I believe, still there. Not really a whole lot. He got a two-year, $7.5 million deal. Not insignificant, but not major. Um, I think, if anything, this gives you the ability to go out and acquire Javante Williams. I I think this is my cue, and that's some of the moves I've been looking to make. Uh, I wouldn't look to acquire him if I was already, say, sitting on a Brees Hall or another running back coming off major injury. But if you've got a little room for some risk diversity on your dynasty rosters, I'm telling you, I'm loving what they're doing in Denver. Fuck, let Russ cook, let Sean Payton cook, and, and they've made major offensive line moves. Uh, the KJ Hamler news was kind of a bummer. He's going to be out for several months, but this is a buy on offense. I know last year we all hated him, uh, but I love Sean Sean Payton, and uh, I actually tried to buy Russ in a league the other day, and I got told to uh, stick it up my ass, so uh, I didn't get any Russell Wilson the other day. Houston. Houston Texans, man, this team is a, a head-scratcher and a half. They they traded Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys, which I kind of get. There was uh, some bad blood between these you know parties at the trade deadline last year. Cooks thought he was getting out thin. He didn't get out. Uh, but they brought in another veteran in Bobby Trees, uh, Robert Woods. Brought in a good tight end on, on a prove-it deal, Dalton Schultz. Signed Mike Boone and Devin Singletary. I think the people that say... Devin Singletary is not a threat to Damian Pierce. You're right, but Mike Boone and Devin Singletary are a threat to Damian Pierce. I don't know what the rookie draft will hold. Again, I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Mel Kuyper Jr., uh, whatever you think of him, he thinks 23 running backs in this class are worthy of being drafted. Now, that doesn't mean 23 running backs will be drafted, But that does mean that he at least gives them a draftable grade. So I could see them adding another guy. There's not a piece of this backfield that I want. I think Dalton Schultz is 
dynasty options and fantasy options and in, in two tight end and his value have taken a bit of a tumble. Um, I know I'm in the minority there, but I used to love Dalton Schultz on the Cowboys. Um, I'm not going head over heels for for uh, it's, it's Hendershot and Jake Ferguson. I'm more of a Jake Ferguson guy on Dallas, but I think that's a valuable role. And I think Dalton's uh, Dalton Schultz's value took a hit. My favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts to date, they've brought in Gardner Minshew and Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, we lost Paris Campbell on the offense to the New York Giants. I don't know that McKenzie is a one-to-one replacement, but the Colts already had two second-round NFL draft capital wide receivers on this roster. They've got Michael Pittman, who is eligible to be extended, and then they've got Alec Pierce going into year two of his NFL career and, and a guy that I really like in Indianapolis in Jelani Woods. It was rumored during the free agency period that Mo Ali cox was on the trade block and then the Colts also have Kylan Granderson or Granson uh, as well at the, the tight end position. Jelani Woods is the one I would want there. Um, still thought that the Colts could draft a quarterback at four overall. But I will tell you, if you can get Gardner Minshew thrown into a deal, I was listening to an Indianapolis Colts-based podcast. There is a world, there literally is a world where the Colts could play this entire season with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback not take a quarterback this year and kind of roll those dice going into 2024 in the Caleb Williams and Drake May markets. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. That's the speculation locally. And uh, Indy's going to be a real interesting team come draft night. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, that's the one thing about alphabetical here. You kind of get three AFC South teams in a row. But the Jacksonville Jaguars – They franchise tagged and brought back Evan Ingram. I love that move. And then, of course, they're bringing Calvin Ridley into the fold. They did lose Marvin Jones. Uh, He's still a free agent. I guess there's a world where they can bring him back. But for me, this is good for Trevor Lawrence. It's good for Calvin Ridley. The Calvin Ridley drumbeat has started, and all the value that you were getting last year on Calvin Ridley is gone. I think his price is about fair to maybe a little above where I would be comfortable paying. So the only way I'm a, I'm acquiring Calvin Ridley right now would be startups. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, a place that I'll be next week, uh, spur of the moment trip with the family. We're going to head out to Las Vegas for about three and a half days. And I'll see if I run into any of these new Raiders, but they brought back Josh Jacobs on the franchise tag. Uh, I think that's a good move. I think first, I think this could be the new in vogue, and I would not be surprised if we saw two first round running backs in the NFL draft with uh, Jameer Gibbs and, of course, Bijan Robinson. Because this is kind of this is like the new that we, we've steered into it the opposite way. It used to be that we would draft these guys in the second round and maybe and maybe franchise tag them, but now. If you've got a really strong running back, and again, I'll reference Bijan Robinson. If if you draft a Bijan Robinson in the first round, well, then you get to have him for up to five years, right? You get him four years, you get the fifth year option, then you franchise tag him one time, and as cheap and and cheap is relative as in terms of the real world in the NFL world. But at ten million bucks, I don't know what a second tag would be. Probably fifteen million. In theory, you could have a running back on 
a first a, a, a first contract round one rookie deal for five years. You could franchise tag him twice. At that point, he's roughly 27, 28 years old. And then you can move on from him. Very cost controlled. So I, I just bring that up with Josh Jacobs because he and Saquon Barkley were both first round rookie picks and uh, were both tagged. Still love Jacobs. Uh, I, I, I said on a previous show, if I could get Josh Jacobs and uh, a first for um, some of these guys, I, I would be all over it. Like the, the example I used the other day was Tony Pollard. If I could get Josh Jacobs plus anything, because they're essentially both on one-year deals. Uh, they brought in Jacoby Myers. I, th I think that's good. They lost, uh, they lost Darren Waller. And I was listening to the GM Shuffle podcast with Mike Lombardi, and and he said that he felt like Jacoby Myers could threaten the middle of the field in the seam, in the same way that Darren Waller did. So, makes me like Jacoby Myers a little bit. And then they again they brought in Austin Hooper and OJ Howard. I've always been a Hooper guy. This is a tight end friendly offense, but if you've got him in tight end premium or must start two tight ends, it's. He's not a bad guy to have. I would rather have him than O.J. Howard of the two, but I'm not getting crazy with the cheese whiz on either guy. The L.A. Chargers, not jack shit. Um, not really much at all. Uh, there was rumors they were going to cut Keenan Allen and or Mike Williams to save some cap. Both of those guys are coming back. And it's up in the air what they're going to do with with Austin Eckler, hopefully they find a way to give him some cash and, and keep him around. I do think he's underpaid for what he brings to the team, but that's what happens when you play a high replacement level position like, like the running back position. So continue to see not a whole lot to report on KC. Same with, with Kansas City. Um, I did mention this the other day, and I, I forget which podcast because I've done two Dynasty War Zones this week. I appeared on the Toilets to Titles podcast. And I appeared on the Dynasty Fever podcast. But somewhere along the way, I said that I don't necessarily hate Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I know, I, I know you know, and I know that you know that I know that you know that Clyde Edwards-Alaire has let us down. But as of the recording of this podcast, Jarek McKinnon is still a street-free agent. So the running back depth chart currently goes Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If he can get that pass-catching work that he's gotten in the past and the rest of it that Jarek McKinnon was getting, if you can get him for a third in some leagues come rookie drafts and you may have to do it quickly because if KC does not use draft capital on a third running back, a is going to have some value. So not crazy, but those are, are some notes from Kansas city, uh, Miami, Miami been out there getting after a little bit, but in a weird sort of way, they signed a lot of guys to offense, but if you add them all up, it's like a pound of monkey farts. And it's they brought in Mike White to be the backup to Tua. Okay. We, we've seen Mike White serviceable as a backup in the NFL, so I can kind of dig that in the same way the Colts got Gardner Minshew. Okay. I don't mind that. Braxton Berrios, fine. You know, they, they lost Trent Sherfield. They're going to need a third wide receiver. I mean, I mean, I know they have Cedric Wilson and – Hill and Waddle, but you know, maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe he gets a little value there. And they signed all four of their Jag, just a guy, random nuts and bolts, parts and pieces running backs. They re signed Mostert, 
Jeff Wilson, Miles Gaskin, and even Salvan Ahmed. And I'm like, self? What in the hell are they doing here? But clearly they like these guys. Not to say that they wouldn't bring in the right rookie, but kind of weird, guys. Just, just kind of weird. Uh, New England, uh, as a Colts fan, this is a team that I've hated, I guess is the only good way to put it. But they've they've been picking up several of my favorite players, at least two. They picked up Mike Gusecki, who has a relationship going back to Penn State with new offensive coordinator Bob. That's uh, Bill O'Brien, for those not in the know. And then James Robinson to kind of take that Damian, uh, Damian Harris role there with Ramondre Stevenson. But I will remind you what I said earlier. Damian Harris suited up for 11 games and was listed as the starter in nine. Ramondre Stevenson was listed as the starter in eight. If you tell me there's a world where James Robinson is a quote-unquote Bill Belichick guy, he he feels like an, a, a LeGarrette Blunt and just a guy that Bill Belichick would like. And the money was not insignificant. I think it was two years, eight million bucks, similar to that Pirine deal. But it wasn't bad given the running back market and what he got. And then, of course, they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster to replace Jacoby Myers. And people say, well, why would you let Jacoby Myers walk if you were going to sign Juju for about the same money? And the top-end money is the same, but the amount of guaranteed money and the ability to get out of the deal was much different. From that standpoint, New England clearly, clearly won. The New York Jets, they're still rumored to be bringing in Aaron Rodgers. I think that deal gets done. Um, it's just a matter of waiting. I've been scooping up tons, tons and tons and tons of Garrett Wilson this offseason, and I'll go get some more. It's an interesting offense. They, they still have Corey Davis as of the recording of this show. They signed Alan Lazard and McCole Hardman, and they're allegedly in the Odell Beckham Jr. market. So maybe Corey Davis gets released. I have no idea uh, what the identity of this offense will look like. I just know that it'll be much more functional with Nathaniel Hackett, not the head coach Nathaniel Hackett, but offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett that Aaron Rodgers had a couple of MVP seasons with. And weapons, but weird weapons. Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh falls right into the rest of the AFC North, which for the except the Cleveland making the trade the other day, largely jack shit. They did nothing. They they they've really done nothing, which is great for George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris, even Jalen Warren. Uh, this is one of my buy on offenses. So uh, they didn't do much to improve it, but they've not threatened any existing dynasty pieces. That were already there. Last team, the Tennessee Titans. They re-signed Nick Westbrook Aquina, and they brought in a offensive lineman in Andre Dillard from the Philadelphia Eagles. Tennessee's a weird team. Like some of the moves say we're rebuilding and tearing this thing down, and then some of the moves say ah, we're going to try to compete in 2023. I, I I still put Tennessee and their off in their excuse me offensive coordinator. Their general manager, Rand Carthon, I really see them being players on Trey Lance. I don't think they give up their, their early first-round pick, but I do think I would dangle that second, and I would bring him in there, and I would 
try to to move a, a Ryan Tannehill for any kind of draft capital possible, uh, save a bunch of money against the cap, and then my quarterback room in Tennessee would look something like Trey Lance, Malik Willis, and, and like maybe like another guy, and, and and that would be the moves I would make. But that's free agency AFC edition. Like I said, there's a handful of stragglers out there. I'm not going to belabor those guys. I do want to give you, I do want to give you some buys and sells. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis, the other day I tweeted out a, 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 a pack of stats, some some stat uh, on the the Pats offense. People were head scratching about why would the the New England Patriots sign Mike Gesicki? Well, a there's clearly the relationship between Gesicki and Bill O'Brien. Again, O'Brien recruited Gasecki when they was at Penn State together, so there's already that relationship. Two, there was another time in Bill O'Brien's career where he was the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. That was 2011. Now, mind you, that was like 35-year-old, 34-year-old Tom Brady, and he was in the peak of his powers, and, and I totally understand. He passed for like... 5,500 yards and 39 touchdowns that year. But Bill O'Brien that year ran a two tight end set. And those two tight ends were Aaron Hernandez, who in 2011 had 113 targets, 79 catches, 910 yards, and seven touchdowns. The other tight end in that, in that year was Rob Gronkowski. We know him better as Gronk. 124 targets, 90 catches, 1,320 seven yards and 17 touchdowns. So Bill O'Brien, you know, is he going to run the two tight end set? And you're going to say, well, Memphis, wouldn't Juju eat into that? You're right. Juju will eat into that, but but maybe Juju gets his own. In that same year, Wes Welker had 1,500 yards receiving and nine touchdowns of his own accord. So two of my buys, uh, I'm still buying Mike Gusecki. I think it's still projected as a negative in the fantasy space, but I, I think I'm the most bullish on this move of anybody. I think both these tight ends will be very startable. Um, New England's never been good at drafting wide receivers, and I, I, I tried to like Devontae Parker. He had like one obscure year, but I think Mac Jones is a smoking hot buy. Uh, if he gets, you know, and, and I tweeted this, and of course some dickhead because that's what dickheads do. They try and give you shit. And I'm like, I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to repeat Tom Brady's 2011. Again, 5,500 yards and 40 touchdowns. But as I told Mr. Dickhead, I was like, look, if he gets 80% of that year from Tom Brady, that's 4,500 yards and that's about 32 touchdowns. What do you know? That's much closer to where to where Mac was his rookie year as opposed to his sophomore year where he was saddled with no weapons and the brain trust of a former special teams coordinator and a special and a special is a good word and a, a former defensive coordinator. Those were his offensive co-offensive coordinators, both guys that had just been fired from previous head coaching jobs that, you know, Bill Belichick just felt compelled to give jobs. So I'm buying Gasecki, I'm buying J Rob, I'm buying Mac Jones this is 100% a buy on offense for me. I'm also buying Deontay Johnson. There's still this weird narrative where, where George Pickens is all of a sudden taken over 
as the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a dollar. Uh, I'm not interested in, in, in that at all. Um, I, I feel like that's hogwash and not really something that I'm, I'm trying to get too involved in. Uh, a couple of sells for you. Uh, I am selling Damian Pierce. I was fading him before free agency, and I'm fading him even more now. Uh, Devin Singletary, solid, solid running back. I'm actually surprised he didn't get the one-year deal in Buffalo, but a much better pass catcher than Damian Pierce. Pretty good pass protector. I think Josh Allen would validate that. And then Mike Boone. Mike Boone's solid. And we saw last year, if if Damian Pierce got all those rushing attempts and fell in the end zone, he would be a usable wide receiver too with maybe a wide receiver one week, week sprinkled in here or there. Uh, but with these guys in here, I think Mike Boone can vulture some of the, the goal line work and that between the tackles work. And Devin Singletary is going to step in as a pass catcher. I think I'd much rather have Singletary, but regardless, people will tell you these moves aren't an issue. They are. The head coach that made Damian Pierce a, a dynasty and fantasy thing, you know, he he's out of the NFL as we currently speak. Uh, Lovey Smith is gone and entered D'Amico Ryans. And if we've seen anything, D'Amico Ryans uh, come up in the coaching ranks under Kyle Shanahan, you know all these guys are going to be involved. And when they're all involved, not going to be a lot of fantasy points for all of them. So ugly backfield, and, and, and for that reason, I'm out. And then my last guy that I'm going to tell you to get out of uh, his line of business is going to be, mm, who, who, do I, who do I really want to go here? Man, there's I want to say Donovan Peoples Jones just because I don't know what happens with him, but it's Kadarius Tony. I I think the Chiefs are going to bring someone in, and Kadarius Tony is riding a nice high right now. I think you can sell the narrative of, you know, they traded for him, they chose him, uh, they didn't bring any free agents, they let Juju walk, and, and maybe you can cash out. Part of it is, is I don't necessarily believe in him as a player, but also I don't believe that it's going to be him. I think of the guys remaining there behind Travis Kelsey, I think I'd rather have Sky Moore. And for that reason, I'm going to be out on Kadarius Tony. So there you go, guys. That is a podcast. Um, I am done. D-O-N-E, done. Talking veterans. I am going full bore rookies starting next week. Going to try to link up with Jerry. We'll do a mock draft. I've got another guest on Monday. That'll be your bonus show. I expect Dallas and the gang over at the Dynasty War Games. I expect those guys dropping stuff. You're going to start finding me in other places. So the content is going to be rolling. But please, pretty please with sugar on top, search Dynasty Warzone on YouTube. Hit subscribe. You know, I subscribe to a lot of things because it helps those people drive up their subscriber base. I just don't turn on the notifications. But the cool thing is, the, the cool part, you can turn on notifications, but the cool part is you can you can go back and, and catch up later, but you can get the shows a little bit early and you can get a step ahead of the competition. And speaking of that, you could also be a Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone want to welcome trevor 
Um, I try to welcome everybody. Uh, just so happens Trevor joined today. So as I'm recording this show and I got 9 million screens open here on my computer and my workstation, as I'm recording this thing, uh, I see his name. So I'm going to shout him out. Trevor, man, welcome aboard. Excited to have you. Uh, there's about 190 podcasts going back about three years worth of bonus content that for the most part have never hit these airwaves. And we'll be starting a league soon. And uh, when we start new leagues, you'll get the uh, the white glove treatment. You'll be, uh, if you want to be in, you'll you'll be initiated into a Dynasty Warzone league. And you'll get one-on-one help with me during your upcoming rookie drafts or any startups that you're doing. And guys, all of that, every last single bit of that, it's five bucks. It's not three bucks for this or 11 bucks for that or whatever. It's it's literally five bucks for everything. We do it not to get rich. We do it because it keeps the lights on. It pays for the hosting site. It pays for the streaming service. Um, it pays for Bo Jackson posters. I know if you're watching on YouTube, which this show's not, but if you've ever watched on, on YouTube, you know that Bo Jackson hangs over me in the background uh, as a, uh, a guiding force in this podcast. But uh, I want to thank everybody. Downloads have been great. Support has been great. Uh, I can promise you a lot of good stuff going to continue to come from the Dynasty Warzone and our crew. Please search Dynasty Warzone on YouTube. Subscribe then. Search Dynasty Warzone anywhere and like and subscribe. Interact with us. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Help your brothers out. But until then, have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. Rookies, rookies, rookies. And then more rookies. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks for your support. Talk to you soon. Later, guys. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. That's called a winning streak.